Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, November 10th. S&P futures are trading flat. NASDAQ futures are down 120 points. That is about 1%. So you're seeing continuation of the price action you saw on Monday um, with obviously momentum, the momentum heavy NASDAQ getting hit hard, the rest of the market um, holding up well. Europe, the major European indices are trading up about 40 to 60 basis points, similar type of price action in Europe. So you have big outperformance in banks, retail, I'm sorry, banks, uh, basic resources, autos, energy. So the, um, you know, your, your cyclical value stocks, along with the epicenter name. So your travel leisure stocks, as well as a lot of the property real estate names. Um, and then you're seeing selling in tech. Keep in mind, Europe uh, has a much smaller weighting in tech than the US. So all, all things equal going forward at least for the time being, you should see outperformance in Europe's overall indices versus the US, which are much heavier, have a much heavier weighting in tech. Uh, Asia was mixed overnight. So not a lot of major incremental news to really mention, but you are seeing obviously some dramatic shifts in in the market. And I think that's kind of the big story now going forward. Um, with the Pfizer vaccine news yesterday morning, um, very positive efficacy numbers of over 90%. Um, and, and to the extent that sparks kind of this much anticipated, long awaited um, rotation trade out of growth momentum into value cyclical. I do think that trade really kicked off back in early September. And if you you know keep in mind, you had this enormous rally in, in growth momentum stocks throughout the spring and summer um, that really seemed to come to an end in the beginning of September. If you go back to the opening days of September, you had some violent declines in the NASDAQ um, and the index really has not been the same since. It has not traded the same since. Um, and it really seemed to have entered into, at that time, uh, a prolonged period of digestion where it kind of was going to um, consolidate its enormous gains from the spring and summer. And so I think you're going to see that continue. Um, you know, I think what you saw on Monday will, will continue going forward over the coming weeks, whereby, again, it's just going to be a digestion period for tech. The big risk is not on earnings estimates at all. The fundamentals for those companies will stay spectacular. Um, but your big risk, though, is multiple compression. Um, and I think that obviously played a huge role in the rally in tech. And I think you're, that's going to act as an impediment as a headwind now going forward. Um, so again, it's not an issue of fundamentals or earnings forecasts. It's more just the multiple for tech that is at risk. Um, and again, you're seeing that today. So you know, stocks like Delivery Hero or HelloFresh, ASM, International, Logitech, et cetera, some of the prominent tech names or momentum named in Europe are all for sale. Um, and then you're seeing like a Rolls Royce or a Carnival or an IAG, those stocks are spiking. Um, and that's similar to what you saw on on Monday. So I would suspect that continues going forward. Um, just a few news items to mention. Uh, again, not really a whole lot to talk about. You had relatively soft inflation numbers out of China. You had the German uh, ZEW index that just hit. That was a little bit underwhelming. Um, you know, in Washington, you had, you know, Trump came out yesterday with a bunch of tweets, again, um, uh, calling into question the election results. So, not ready yet to um, you know concede or, or acknowledge reality. You are seeing a lot of congressional Republicans, um, you know, close circle around the White House and appear to endorse Trump's strategy of pursuing um, you know various different lawsuits, et cetera, against the election results. Um, you know, I don't think that disrupts anything. I think you know, again, the market uh, largely assumes that you have a president-elect Biden that will be inaugurated on January twentieth. Um, but this could certainly impede the transition process, which requires some cooperation from the White House. Um, and obviously, if that does not, if that's not forthcoming relatively soon, that can certainly uh, create some obstacles. Um, as far as U.S. fiscal stimulus is concerned, you know, I think you're seeing a lot of obstacles mount um, for an imminent deal 
you know, the Georgia runoffs are a huge obstacle. You have relatively solid economic data, including the jobs report. And then obviously the Pfizer vaccine news probably is not positive for a near-term fiscal deal. So it looks likely that this is going to get punted into the next term. So after um, Inauguration Day, it's just very difficult at the moment to see a very large trillion plus deal um, get pushed through in the lame duck, just given the atmosphere in Washington right now. Um, you know, so that's obviously something to keep in mind. You are going to see, I think, further fiscal stimulus. It's just a question of when it comes. Um, just a couple of items on. So just cir- circling back to momentum quickly, you had a few news items that certainly are not helpful for momentum sentiment. Um, so Beyond Meat's qu- quarter last night was awful. That stock was down 20 plus percent in after hours trading. The FT has an article today talking about how the EU could file antitrust charges as soon as today against Amazon. This has been talked about in the press for the last couple of months, so this should not be a shock, um, but certainly does not help sentiment. So this would follow, obviously, the U.S. antitrust case against Google in the U.S. Um, I don't think investors really have a genuine concern around these regulatory actions. It's just more of, again, a sentiment issue impacting multiples. Um, and then you have TeamViewer, which is a German software company that has been a big beneficiary of COVID. They sell um, remote access software. They were talking about this morning how um, you know the the surge in demand that they saw when the pandemic first was unleashed. Um, that's starting to normalize. So just you know another data point um, that would kind of um, you know further this this thesis of rotating out of the names that were major COVID beneficiaries. Um, not uh, there were a couple of other earnings reports to uh, talk about. None of them super important. Adidas did have numbers out in Europe this morning as well. And they're actually talking about how um, they're going to see some large headwinds in the near term in Q4. They actually talked down Q4 expectations, just given the spike in COVID that you've seen in Europe, as well as the COVID mitigation steps. And that gets to a bigger point that, you know, as positive and hopeful as the vaccine news was yesterday, um, no, it's still going to be about the spring or summer of 2021 before vaccines are really introduced to the general population. Um, in the meantime, though, you know you you have an enormous COVID problem of, of surging cases. You're seeing hospitalization numbers tick up in the in Europe and the U.S. Certainly, the hospitalization and fatality rates are much below the March and April levels, but still, the case numbers are exploding higher. Um, and there's the risk that the case numbers, the increase is going to be exacerbated over the coming weeks as temperatures drop um, and people gather together for the holiday. So. Um, you know, I would suspect that this is going to be an, an overhang on Q4 numbers into Q1 as well, um, just as you kind of get through this period, which which could be one of the worst of, of the pandemic. Um, you know, so that's certainly something to keep in mind. That's Adidas uh, spoke to that yes, uh, this morning on its call. Uh, those are kind of the major themes and trends. I wrote a lot in the piece this one just about earnings estimates and multiples. Um, you know, despite the Pfizer news, I don't really think that earnings estimates for 2021 or 2022 have a lot of upside. The 2021 number of 170-ish dollars. Um, you know, just keep in mind you've seen a huge recovery in corporate earnings already take place this year. Obviously, you have the epicenter companies that are still um, enormously below pre-pandemic earnings levels, but in terms of weighting and the S&P 500 uh, EPS number, you know, you've seen already, like I said, a big rebound um, recovery in earnings estimates for the number for the companies that that comprise the bulk of that index. And if anything, some of them actually have been beneficiaries of COVID. Um, you know, so I don't think the 2021 number really has a lot of upside because of the vaccine. And then looking to 2022, that number is already up 15% over 2021. So, you know, analysts have already embedded in their forecasts over the coming years, um, you know, a dramatic improvement in in the pandemic. They're not assuming that 
the COVID stays an enormous overhang over the coming years. They've already assumed the recovery. So, you know, I don't know if it's appropriate really to to dramatically increase earnings forecasts. Um, so the the market now at at these levels is already trading at about 19 times the 2022 estimate. Um, again, which speaks to just valuations are are going to be a big headwind for the overall index, which suggests more rotation trade than than buying the overall market. Um, so I wrote I have a lot more detail about that in the piece today, um, and that is essentially everything in terms of news and price action on the calendar for today. There's not a ton scheduled. Obviously, people will be watching any developments out of Washington. Um, you have a couple of earnings reports, uh, DHI and uh, Rockwell Automation this morning. And then after the close, you have uh, Lyft, Rocket Mortgage, Datadog will be in focus. You have a bunch of Fed speakers today. Um, nothing super interesting other than perhaps the Quarles testimony in the Senate could be interesting to the extent he gets asked about just bank capital return. Obviously, it's going to be a big focus. Um, you know, Banks are now operating under restrictions as far as capital return where buybacks are prohibited and there's a cap on dividend payout ratios. That is due to expire at the end of this year. Uh, the Fed could still extend it. So if Coral sheds any light on that, that will be interesting. Um, otherwise, though, it should be relatively quiet as far as scheduled news is concerned. And that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.